What's up guys, this is Davey from Burgers and Breakdowns. Uh, today we're going to be talking about his hardcore kicking people out. Before we get into that, uh, the Bernie Sanders support show uh, happened last night. Uh, even though I disagree with politics and being in music and support shows being in music, um, and it wasn't a hardcore show, so I have to take back what I said about that. It was just a normal show with some different style music, so I'll take back that um, but they raised over $1,000. They had up to 150 people come, which is amazing that they have that people are getting into politics and actually coming out. So uh, I tip my hat to the promoter for that one. I tip my hat to the people who came out to actually show support for a political candidate and actually show interest in their party and um, political candidate rather than just talking about it or posting a meme. So for that and all the people that have reached out to me about this show, uh, I appreciate you uh, your feedback and talking with me and having mature discussions rather than just yelling, which is what most of the time this world and what we're so used to becomes and every conversation ends with. So now we'll get into the episode. Uh, so we're going to talk about today is hardcore kicking people out. My answer is kind of. Um, more on the yes than the no, but kind of is where I'm going to sit. Um, you know, we're going to go through a bunch of different conversation. Venue changes, uh, age cha- uh, age ranges, liabilities, and the the bar atmosphere itself. Uh, came in, when I was about 13, I'd say I started going to shows. First place I went to was this place called The Hole. Uh, it was on 78 in Somerville, going towards Latson, or going towards Goose Creek, Latson area. Um, and it was all ages and it was back at this pizza place and literally it was a fucking hole. I mean, they had, it was a badass venue It had this giant fucking pole that went straight through the middle of the fucking floor. So that was another obstacle to either die from or use it at your advantage to like not die from, uh, but it was a great place as a kid to go because, I mean, it was a business for one, the business strived off of it, but I think they ended up closing after the vin after um the hole died out uh but the business strived from it we respected the venue um but at the same time the vin the, the the it was built for that music uh i think nowadays people get into their venues and they don't realize fuck this place isn't built for hardcore or metal this place is built for fucking like rock music and uh um acoustic music or like rapping or some shit like that like if you get a venue if you're a promoter or you're a business owner and you want to own a venue and you want to bring hardcore and metal, find a place that has concrete walls for fuck's sake so nobody can put a hole in it. Like, I don't understand what these people think when they're like, I'm going to get a venue. But that shit's going to have drywall, Bo. Like, why the fuck would you have a venue with drywall when you know motherfucking Daniel over there can't hang drywall, what the fuck? And there's some fucking nail that's just sticking out of a stud waiting for somebody's arm to go straight through it and ride up the fucking river and die. Uh, well, that was a little intense. But you get what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to open a venue, know what the fuck it's... what music you're catering to. I mean... It's just... You know, you got to understand where you're coming from and where you're going when you're opening a venue. So with the age ranges that we're starting to see, I mean, you have guys like um, H2O, those level bands, they're in their 40s, almost 50s, Um, and then you got like 
Comeback Kid or bands like Evergreen Terrace, they're they're in their like forties, just getting into their forties almost. And then you got a my age, thirty years old. Um, fuck, I don't even know who's fucking thirty years old in my age in the bands. That's how much I don't pay attention to this shit in the past few years, and I'm having to throw myself back into this shit. So it's it's a it's a it's a test to try to figure out shit sometimes. Um, but what what you don't see really anymore is young kids starting bands, young kids playing music at local scenes now. I I haven't seen one. I mean, not anything that could be 21 and up at least because every show I've been to in the past, I mean, I started coming back to shows in September when we, when we moved back, so last year, and they've all been bar shows, 21 and up. I mean, that just tells you... Are we are we leaning more towards having this just be more of a older like more like you got to be this certain age to do this or listen to this music because we don't want to deal with kids anymore? Are we are we blatantly kicking kids out or not wanting kids to come in because of change and uh, different styles that come with younger generations or is the younger generation not wanting to have any part of this? I mean rock is dying. I mean, if you don't if you say it's not or you say it hasn't been then you're fucking stupid because and you're 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 blind because rock is dying. I mean, you look at the early 2000s motherfucking taking back Sunday AFI, uh the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Thrice, they were all like post-hardcore. I mean, I mean not all of them. I mean AFI was like punk and then emo punk and then whatever the fuck they started becoming. Uh, still love them. Greatest fucking band in the world. One of the most influential bands, I'd say, too, for our generation. Uh, but they were on MTV. In that early 2000s, I mean, I really think that was the peak of rock and roll. And that's when hip-hop and R&B finally became commercialized more than it was ever done in the 90s. I mean, they were putting it in the Super Bowl. They put hip-hop in commercials. They were putting it all over the place rather than what it was in the 90s when it was like gangster rap and, you know, R&B was like talking about fucking all the time. And there's nothing wrong about talking about fucking. I mean, that's that's natural human instinct right there. That's 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 the nasty, nasty shit. That's that mm-mm, goody, goody gumdrop shit. But I think... Rock and roll and metal and it, for mainstream, it, it hit its peak. And when it, once it hit its peak, it just started going down. And then we saw the introduction of EDC and electronic music rise more and more and more. And then you see the, dot, the, the breed of a guitarist or the dying breed of a drummer or fuck the dying breed of an actual good singing vocalist. It's, it's all going away. I mean, fuck it's either you auto-tune your voice, or not auto-tune, but you put that fucking bullshit that all the SoundCloud rappers and the mainstream rappers do to make their, like, the baby, Like, you know he can't do that shit. Sorry, I still got a runny nose like I had the other day. Um, but, and then you the other dudes sound like fucking 12-year-old girls. Like, they sing so high. They're not singing. You're just, hey, that's all you're doing. I mean, I I probably fucking ha- took some talent right there for me to do, but um, 
so yeah, you go they get they can go into EDC and do all this shit and EDC is a way more accepting fucking crowd. They're all about love. They give fucking uh I don't know what the fuck, moment bracelets, whatever those bead, moment beads where you fucking hold hands and <laughs> it's the fucking weirdest shit I've ever seen. But hey, if it's what you love, it's what you love. I can't knock it. Uh, but I do think age is becoming a big factor. You just see 30-year-olds now at shows. I'm 31, so you just see, I mean, I have I just came back into shows. I, I haven't gone to shows since I was probably like 25, and I just got back into it. I mean, I've always watched from the sidelines of hardcore, but I've never thrown myself back into the pits or into the, the cage with it. Uh, but, you know, you just see 30-year-olds. I mean, I see all the same people I saw when they were kids, when they were 15 and had swoops and fucking spiky hair in the back and fuck, like white belts and yeah, I mean, it's, it's you don't see that now. I don't think, I think hardcore is going to die pretty soon. And then we're going to get into the liability factor. When we were younger, you know, there were bars that would throw shows like I'll, I'll do El Paso for my example on this one, there was a venue called Chicks in El Paso on Montana. It was a bar, but it was, when they threw shows, it was all ages. So it was dope. I mean, it was cool as shit, too. You know, you had pool tables you could play on. Uh, it was it was big. So if you didn't want to be, like, in the music, you could go to the back and sit on the bar stools. Kind of like what I would say if you're in Charleston, um, it's the music farm. of, But not, like all the rules and shit. There were no fucking rules. And there also was a backstage for smaller shows or if you wanted more intimate shows without the big stage. Um, but there were no ever barriers or, like, security. That was the beauty of Chicks. I mean, fuck, I saw Whitechapel. And, I mean, there was literally no security. I mean, this was the This Is Exile album era. So this was, fuck, decade ago. Uh, but now I think with all-age shows that bars you run the risk of mixing i mean a, an age a giant age gap i didn't see this as a kid but now you, you're when you're an adult and i have a kid now uh when you see that and you think about it like do i want my son going to a hardcore show with 30 year old men who are drunk and he's 14 now i get it we lived in a time of age back then where um, I loved it. I loved how I grew up. I, I can't complain anything of how we grew up. I think that's our generation is going to be the last tough generation. And then, you know, it's downhill, but I'm not going to talk about young generation. Y'all are also doing great things. Y'all are making good points and making great strides to make this world a better place for what my generation and previous generations have fucked up. Uh, but I don't think I'd want my son to go to these shows because for that pure simple factor, if there's a fucking drunk dude who goes to shows and he's fucking 30 years old and he fucking weighs 280 pounds and he thinks because he's a big boy, he's got, he's, he's brutally str- strong and you know, like he's been pounding fucking paps all fucking night and then one, one song comes on and he just sees my fucking son this, and he's, my son, I mean, I was a scrawny little fucking runt back in the day, uh, <laughs> He and he sees my son and he picks him out because you know he's never seen him at a show. Boom! Hits my son. Now he didn't intentionally do it because it's a hardcore show, so he's gonna use dancing as a reason. Which is a cowardly way coward's way out, I think. Um 
And we'll get into that in a, in a second. Uh, but he's going to hit my son. My son's not going to want and it, it, I don't mean, I can't, you can't instill the fight or flight into anybody. It's either you hit, you either, when you get hit, you go back in, you go right into it. Or if you get hit, you fucking run the other way. So I can't instill that shit into him. I'm going to do my best to tell him, like, face your fucking demon. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't think kids want to deal with that. I mean, we've always hit people around the pit. I mean, it just comes with the territory. But what I'm noticing, like in this, I see it a lot in Austin. I see it a lot everywhere, actually, not just Austin. But I follow Austin, Texas um, shows more heavily because, I mean, I've just been around that area a lot more than I have been in these areas. But I'm noticing now, when we would dance back in the day, I mean, yeah, you would dance around the edge. You'd kick some motherfucker or you'd swing your arm. But what I'm noticing now is, like, there could be, like, 20 motherfucking feet between one kid and another kid, or another person, another person, and you literally will walk over 20 feet to the left just so you could hit this person. What in the fuck does that have to do with anything? What does that prove? What does that gain? What are you getting out of that? I mean, yes, when... when Fucking camo is my favorite color. Bury a dead fucking... When they play that song, everybody's fucking gonna be in the pit dancing. And whenever I was into, like, the height of when I was into hardcore music, when I loved it and whenever... I mean, I still love it, but whenever I was going to shows every day and dancing every day, when I would dance, I, I want to be King Kong. I want to bang my motherfucking chest. I want all you motherfuckers around me to feel my goddamn feet or fucking fists... And be scared and back the fuck off. Like, this is my pit. That that was what dancing was to me. To be King motherfucking Kong of the pit. Not to fucking just see some motherfucker over there and take fucking my time out just to go punch him in the fucking back of the head. And you're not even punching people. That's that's the funny part about all these things. They they look like they're punching them, but it's like wrestling moves. Like they're they're like putting all their might into it and they stop right before they get to him. Like, I love you. Like it's Come on, man. Like, that's weird. And then back to the drinking bar atmosphere. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think a lot of people want to be around drunks. Um, not only that, uh, I don't. I think when you do twenty one and up bar shows a lot, especially when you're in a military town like um, El Paso is a heavily military, heavily, heavily military. So. It comes, this music comes with the territory of push moshing at any event, especially like main, main, main events, kind of like the Emory show. Um, you know, it's fucking Emory, so it's weird to mo- see moshing as it is, especially with the style they play now. They're not as heavy, they were never heavy, but they have heavy parts. Um, there's kid, which, I mean, cool, mosh, do your thing, enjoy the music how you want. Me and my brother are standing on the edge, and some like kid, hits Ryan or pushes Ryan and Ryan pushes him back and the kid gets mad and he's like this is the pit you're gonna get hit and understandable but if if push moshing is directed towards the center so I don't understand why they always go to the outside uh but back to the drinking bar atmosphere I think kids don't want to go to a drinking bar atmosphere I think they want to go to like a they'd rather go to a house show or a, a venue like what we had with the legion you know Parents drop you off at the Legion at fucking five. You'd be there till 11 o'clock at night. You'd have the time of your life. You'd see good music and 
good friends. I mean, sometimes it'd be cookouts, you'd hang out, you'd do stuff, and then you'd go home. Like, it was a great place to stay not in trouble as a kid. I mean, that place kept me out. I mean, I'm sure it kept a lot of kids from going to do drugs. I mean, I'm sure it kept a lot of kids doing drugs, but I guess it's just how you take it in. Uh, like, this place in, uh, there's a place in El Paso called the Naylayer. Uh, these dudes got this house. It was like a handful of guys, and it was a great setup for them. I mean, we saw fucking bands like, I mean, all all kinds of bands. And it was a great place. I mean, they would pack it in. It was all ages. Kids from all walks of life and all ages would come. And it was just a really good place to be surrounded by. But this is another reason why I think hardcore is dying. And why kids aren't coming anymore. Are you, now that we're all older, or if you're older and you're listening to this and you might have kids or might not, I look at my son. Now, if he tells me, hey, this guy has a venue down the road, he's doing a show at his house, can I go? Yeah, sure thing, bud. Go for it. Go have fun. I'll trust you till, I can, till you prove proven otherwise. Um, now, if my son came to me and said, dad, can I throw a show in the house? Uh, the fuck you are, okay? I know it comes with that shit. Drugs, alcohol, underage drinking, promiscuous sex, and fucking holes in my goddamn drywall. So no, that's another reason why I think that uh, it's going to die soon because nobody wants to fucking, the liability factor, nobody wants to fuck their shit up. Uh, I mean, we could just... It's also a different time of age. We could get away with shit back then. Like, a lot of shit back then. I mean, fuck. I'm surprised cops didn't stop at the Legion more often. Because, I mean, I lost my virginity at the Legion. (laughs) I smoked weed for the first time at the Legion. I drank my first beer at the Legion. Uh, I saw my first set of titties at the Legion. I saw my first... I saw someone else's dick for the first time at the Legion. I mean, just a lot of shit happened at the Legion. I'm surprised, like, it was just so openly allowed without any kind of supervision from adults. I mean, we would take the fucking guns off the racks and run around in circles. And then, you know, the Holy City Devils on October 31st, my mom gave me and Nick tickets to go to the fair, but we turned around and sold them so that we could go to the Holy City Devil Show and splash pumpkins in the fucking Legion. Like, it's just shit like that I don't think we will ever, ever see again in hardcore or in the punk community. I don't think, I think that time has passed. I think now with everything being recorded, videotaped, and and documented, you just can't do it anymore. You'll get in trouble. And for that, is why I think hardcore is a dying art. I think eventually it'll be just like punk. It, it'll just be a thing of the past. What reminiscent, reminiscing, re, oh fuck, what is that? Whatever that word is. Um, remnants, remnants. I don't fucking know. I'm stupid. I didn't go to college. I went to the army. Um, we'll see like little bits and pieces of hardcore, kind of like we do with punk. But I, I think, I think. 20 years from now, it won't be a, it's not going to be a genre. I think it'll be like post-hardcore, um, that kind of style. So, uh, for that, we're going to be done today. I didn't get a fucking burger this morning because I didn't expect to do this podcast, but you know what I did get? I got some coffee and I I did eat a sandwich though. So shout out to, um, to Walmart's deli aisle. (laughs) 
Uh, I'd like to give a big shout-out to The Nailer. You gave out some great shows in El Paso. Thomas from Barbarian. Um, those guys, they were always amazing for hosting all these shows and letting us see, like, great bands before they just, like, got out of control and blew up, like, The Ghost Inside. Um, Man Overboard, Rotting Out. I mean, it was just, it was great. Um, Triumph Over Shipwreck, JL, um, for all, for giving me, or No Suffer, shout out No Suffer. Go listen to that band. That is one of the best bands right now and they're not even a big touring band they don't even tour and these guys are killing it and working harder and harder and harder every fucking day to put out good music uh go give them a listen shout out to jail for uh giving me some good content to talk about and having discussions with me some days um love you brother man and this has been burgers and breakdowns y'all come back